0: Hey, this is Evan Marc Katz, dating coach for Smart, Strong, Successful Women, your personal trainer for love, welcoming you back to the Love You podcast, where you can learn everything you need to know about dating relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. And um, I'm going to begin today with a story. And this is a true story, not that any story I tell is not true, it seems to imply that, but this is a true story, uh, but it really stuck in my brain. I was in Toronto, I was auditioning for a TV show where I would be coaching women. Um, This is three, four years back, and I met a 43-year-old woman who was a personal trainer. She's very cute, very fit, uh, and very, uh, I, I can't think of another word, but ignorant about her own biology. She claimed to want to have her own children, but she didn't see the need to rush things because she was in great shape. I paused, incredulous, as I am right now, and I was looking for some sort of sign that she was kidding. She wasn't. I said, you know that just because you're in great shape doesn't mean your ovaries are as well. She didn't know that. She swore, and she believed from the bottom of her heart, that because she was in good shape for her age, her ovaries would be too. Alas, that's not how things work hot 45 year old women do not have superior fertility to out of shape 25 year olds right and as always i i don't have a a horse in the race i just try to back up you know these things with facts these are not my opinions so from the atlantic in 2013 the data imperfect as they are suggests two conclusions number one fertility declines with age right number two and much more relevant And this is important for anybody who's thinking I'm hitting the panic button. This is good news. The vast majority of women in their late 30s will be able to get pregnant on their own. The bottom line for women is plan to have your last child by the time you turn 40. Beyond that, you're rolling the dice, although they still may come up in your favor. But for women under 40, the numbers are actually encouraging. With sex at least twice a week, 82% of 35 to 39-year-old women Conceive within one year compared with 86 percent of 27 to 34 year olds right which is the fertility of women in their late 20s and early 30s was almost identical right to women who were 35 to 39 and that's important good news if you're in the 35 to 39 year old co- cohort another study uh released uh, uh by the Fertility and Sterility Foundation. I don't even know what it is. I'm not going to get into the details, but it was 2,820 Danish women trying to get pregnant. Among women having sex during their fertile time, 78% of 35 to 40-year-olds got pregnant within a year compared with 84% of 20 to 34-year-olds. So we are talking over a given month, a woman in her late 30s has about a 5 Chance of getting pregnant, but over the course of a year, it turns into about an eighty percent chance. That's good news. Um, uh, my wife and I got married right before she turned thirty-nine, and we immediately started trying for kids. And in one and a half years of trying, and we were again, we were lucky ones. In one and a half years of trying, we had two chemical pregnancies, where the uh, the, the Pregnancy test, the the stick changes color, but nothing happens. Um, And then you have to wait a month to get back on cycle. We had two miscarriages where there was a heartbeat and then there was none. And we had one fibroid surgery to remove a growth from her ovary. Um, But at least we were fertile. And we ended up having a girl and a boy naturally without any fertility treatments. The girl was born when my wife was 41. The boy was born when she was nearly 43 we are lucky we are not regular and this is not a normal recipe for success so do as i say not as i did i did the best i could given the circumstances but the atlantic article that i cited earlier says fertility is r- relatively stable until the late 30s with the inflection point somewhere around 38 or 39 and it drops so to sum up neatly tie it back to the title of this podcast if you want your own biological children you're in pretty good shape until your late thirties. If you want to start getting pregnant at 38 or 39, it means in general that you should be married. And if you want to be married, you have to start taking your love life seriously at a younger age. That means your early thirties, not your mid thirties. When you date in earnest in your mid, in your early thirties, it gives you time to date, make mistakes, learn and fall in love by 35. So you can get married at 36 and start trying for kids at 37 through 40. Sadly, I almost never get clients younger than 35. Um, I don't know what I could do about that. I guess I could start making silly YouTube videos where I dress up as as a clown and talk about Snapchat. But uh, as it stands, I almost never get clients under the age of 35. Most of them are blissfully clueless about their own fertility. Um, My friend Amy Klein wrote a great article for a site called Aeon, A-E-O-N is the name of the website. I I wrote about it on my blog. A 2011 study surveyed 3,300 childless women in Canada between the ages of 20 and 50. Despite the fact that the women initially assessed their own fertility knowledge as high, the researchers found only half of them answered six of the 16 questions correctly. 73% of women thought that for women over 30, overall health and fitness level is a better indicator of fertility than age. This is false. I have talked to lots of women who are convinced that egg freezing is going to save their dreams, but they've largely been sold a bill of goods by the doctors. Yes, egg freezing is better than nothing, but according to Klein's piece, at 35, you have a 20 to 30% chance of your frozen eggs creating a baby in the future using IVF. So that's not just egg freezing, it's implantation. 20 to 30% with your 35-year-old eggs. At 42, your egg freezing, 3.9% with IVF. So... A woman over 44, 1.8% chance of live birth under the same scenario. Uh, Women using fresh donor eggs have a 56% chance of success per round for all ages. So I'm not one of those guys who thinks you should go to college to look for your husband. Statistics suggest that these marriages are fragile due to the inexperience and immaturity of both members. However... If you want to have your own biological children, as pointed out by my friend Lori Gottlieb in the book Marry Him and so many others, you are better off taking your love life seriously in your early 30s. If you're hearing this in your past or early 30s, I'm not trying to hurt you or make you feel bad. I'm only pointing out to you what you already know. When you start dating in earnest in your late 30s, a lot of good guys have been snatched up. And then a good percentage of the remaining ones who want to be fathers are going to be aware of these statistics in some some form or another and pass up women their own age. When I was dating online and I met my wife, I was not looking for women my wife's age online. Uh, So this is not a scare tactic. This is biology, this is reality. And I think it's best that we pay attention instead of trying to pretend that the inconvenient truth isn't actually true. On that note, I want to talk, I know I just breezed through a whole bunch of uh, statistics um, that are worthy of note. Uh, Highlight, high level is that you have a good chance of getting pregnant in your late 30s um, uh, after 39, that kind of goes off of a cliff and uh, let's not pretend otherwise. That's, that's the short version of what we just did. So we're talking today with uh, my friend Taylor, who's a Love You podcast listener. She's got a question and I thank her for joining us. Hello, Taylor.
1: Hi, Evan. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Thank you. I'm
0: wonderful. Thank you. What could I do for you today?
1: Well, um, I was laughing hysterically, actually, at your story about the woman who's 43 and thought, you know, I'm not somebody who's... It's not hysterical.
0: About. I'm, I, I felt terrible to be like, <laughs> the, Like I'm the guy, who, it's, it's like the doctor telling someone, yeah, I'm sorry, smoking smoking could kill you. I, it isn't hysterical.
1: What's hysterical is the misconceptions that people have about fertility in their bodies. And um, I, I don't believe I'm one of those people. I actually track my... I track my ovulation (laughs) when I go to the doctor and they say, when did you have your last period? I tell them when I ovulated as well. Wow. Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, the the technology is amazing.
1: Well, it, the body is the technology and I like paying attention to that. It gives me, um, you know, happiness. It makes me feel more in control than if I didn't.
0: You are.
1: That's wonderful. So I'm actually, uh, I'm almost 37. I realized when I wrote in, I wrote 37. I'm 36, but my birthday's May 1st. so You're Rounding
0: up a, a very I'm rarely just, used I'm technique. getting
1: mentally prepared okay. <laughs> for that. Um, so this is the time in my life where, you know, I don't necessarily want to feel that biological clock ticking. Sure. I just know the realities of it. And, um, you know, it's not that I haven't taken my dating life seriously, but... I feel like I want, I really want the right relationship and it's important to me um, to, to do that right. And I was in fact engaged uh, over 10 years ago when I was 26. So I could have gotten married then and had kids and I didn't. And part of that actually bothers me. Um, but people always say the same line. They're like, well, at least you didn't get married and have two kids and then divorce. And I'm like, yeah, but then I'd have kids. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's true. I didn't have to go through that, but I guess some part of me felt like that wasn't the right relationship for me. And I'm still looking for that. And I would have to say, honestly, at this point in my life, having kids is a little bit more important to me than getting married because I could wait and get married when I'm 90 to my soulmate, but I can't have kids then. If I want kids, I have to have them now. Um, so I feel like that becomes tricky in dating because there's this whole cultural idea of kids being scary that it's a trap that like men should be scared and many of them are afraid and so to bring that up early in dating i can with it depends on the guy maybe some guys really do want kids but you don't know that until you start talking about it and if you bring up children they might just run for the hills And you'll you'll never hear from them again because they think you're trying to rope them in. And for me, it's a different experience. For me, it's more, this would be an expression of my sexuality. It's a desire I've had since I was a little girl. No one told me I had to have kids. I don't do it because I think, I, I don't feel like this because I feel like I should. I just really want to. And it's almost spiritual. And it's something that I would feel would be a powerful experience to have with the right partner. And I'm not above going for IVF. I've sort of given myself the date of, or the year of 38. So like maybe next year, if I haven't found somebody, I would start looking to have a child on my own. Cause I kind of don't want to put that pressure on a guy. But my question is, how do I bring this up in a conversation with a man that I'm dating? And by the way, I'm single. I'm taking a guyatus. Okay. Uh, and I'm getting ready to date again. So. All right. All right.
0: Well, thank you for sharing all of that Taylor. You're, what your words resonate with a lot of people. And um, I've had many versions of this conversation. So forgive me if anything I say sounds a little bit canned um, in as much as I, I've put as much thought into this as most women put, put thought into this because of, of, of this job. And I really do hear you. And you're not in any different position than my wife when I met her. Hmm. So okay. I, I, I really, really get this um i also get the other side and i think the other side just the male side is important to acknowledge and in dating and in life we're dealing with these tensions right uh holding these two contradictory ideas in our head at the same time that's that's what we're doing we're taking two ideas that contradict and they're both true so number one taylor wants to have a kid great There's a sense of urgency, great. Number two, men don't wanna be pressured about having children with women they just met. (laughs) Those are both true. (laughs)
1: Well, men don't wanna be pressured about anything, right?
0: Uh, Yes, that that, (laughs) that is right. Um, People, and and this is, we use men men as the best example, but this is a a Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people thing. Mm -hmm. People don't wanna be told what to do. People want to choose to buy. They don't want to be sold, right? I'm not going to get on here and say, hey, Taylor, uh, thanks for joining my Love You podcast. By the way, if you really want to solve your problems, you have to join my $12,000 Love You program and work privately with me over the next six months. Like, That's not what you want to hear from me today. <laughs> you may choose to do that because we have a good conversation. But if I'm selling you, you're like, ooh, stop selling me. People want to choose to buy. They don't want to be sold. So that's the trick. I mean, if there's a trick, it's presenting your product, which is you, to men in such a way that they enjoy the experience so much that they're like, I want to buy this stock for the rest of my life. Not, this is a great stock. Everything must go, (laughs) right? They're both true, you see? So I don't think your question is, how do I bring this up? It, it, it's what you came to me for, that, that is mm-hmm. your question. I don't think it's your most important question.
1: Okay, what's my most important question?
0: Because <laughs> the, how do I bring it up? We can answer in a couple sentences. Number one, when you're dating, I don't know how you're gonna be dating after your Gaiatus, but I'm an advocate of online dating. You go to online dating, there's a checkbox. Wants kids. Don't go mm-hmm. out with anybody who says, I don't know, or maybe later, or blah blah, 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 blah. Wants kids. Deal breaker. Right? So there. We've just eliminated anybody who doesn't want kids. It's a self selecting process.
1: Okay? A lot of guys I think would see that checkbox and say, Well, maybe I'll just get her to sleep with me anyway. You
0: could know? you could you could play you could play Cynic. You know? I mean, there, there's okay. there's probably some guys like yes. <laughs> I, I don't I don't wanna rule out, you know, I'm an older guy, I don't wanna rule out younger women, younger women wanna have kids. So I, I could I could go with the game theory but at the very least you'll be eliminating people off the bat where you have the question,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? You're not going to date a guy for a year. Who's like, well, I said, I wasn't sure. Well, you're going to go with guys who, who say so the other, the other amazing thing about getting to know someone is that people reveal who they are pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. All right? So I, I use this example. It's not the best example. It's just the easiest one I could think of. How do you know if a guy's interested in fantasy football Taylor? How do I
1: know? How would you know if a guy's interested in fantasy football? Because he asked me if I want to play fantasy football.
0: <laughs> At the very least, he talks about his stupid fantasy team and yeah. the guys he's That's how you know a guy's interested in fantasy football. He talks about mm-hmm. it. Mm. How do you know if a guy's interested in
1: having children? I guess he would talk about it. <laughs> he would talk about it. You, but I you, don't know. It's so personal. It's it's a little more personal than fantasy football. Maybe no, no. I'm overly concerned with what other people think. Um,
0: hold, hold, hold that. Hold that okay. for a second. Just yeah. hold it. I mm-hmm. hear you. I'm not, I'm, this, I'm not dismissing this at all. This is very, very common. But I think when we overthink this, right, we tie ourselves into knots. Instead of saying, someone who is really passionate about X will talk about X. That's all. Yeah. If a guy loves his work, he'll talk about it. If he doesn't love his work, he probably doesn't want to talk about it. If you're really into your cats, I'm sure I'm gonna hear about your cats. But the truth is people reveal themselves over time. So if a guy checked the box Mm -hmm. on your dating site that says he wants kids, right? And six weeks later, he's never ever mentioned that he wants to be a father, that would be unusual. You couldn't date me for a week without knowing that I wanted to be just like my dad and wanted to have kids. That's part Mm -hmm. of who I am, it comes out. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying wait like two years, right? It's pay attention to how he communicates. Does he want to be married? Does he want to have, he want to have kids? He will probably check it off in his profile and talk about it because people talk about the things that they want when you're dating them. They just do. So instead of how thinking i have
1: not met these guys?
0: <laughs> but instead of, instead of thinking this in terms of this is like some sort of mystery and when do I drop the bomb on him to find out like how do you- you don't. You just sit back and pay attention. And if it reaches some sort of inflection point, where it's six weeks in, um, and he's he's already declared himself your boyfriend, you're already in a sexually exclusive relationship, right? You're probably going to talk about it organically, not with like a, Jim, sit down, we need to talk. <laughs> Just, you know, like hey, I'm, I'm going to uh, Jessica's house and she's, you know, she's having a baby shower, right? And like, suddenly so organically, you're talking about babies, not like some big, like, we have to talk moment. It's something that will come out. So I, wow. I, I feel like you're carrying this black cloud over your head, like, how am I going to deal with it? And mm. I'm saying it will reveal itself while you're dating at the beginning. And well, if it does. doesn't, then, then, then you could approach it.
1: Okay. It does feel like a bond that I have to drop. It feels like the diet desire is so large for me that if I talk about how much I desire it, if I talk about it at all, um, I, maybe that could cause him to feel pressure because men want to please. And so if he feels like, Oh, well, I have to do this thing to please her. Maybe he won't want, to. well, it, it, well it, it'd it, be too big of a ticket.
0: Listen, it, it's, it's not, it's not, unrealistic or unfair to suggest that if you put a, guy, a gun to a guy's head and it's like, are you my baby daddy? <laughs> that's, that is an ineffective way of dating. He's going to feel an unnecessary sense of pressure when he's just there to say, is she cute? Am I having fun? Do I want to go on a second date with her? Like that's his agenda for the first date is let's have fun. Let's have connect. Let's hook up at the end of the night maybe and see what happens next. And over time, he's gonna decide whether he likes you, but he can't come into a date knowing that he, even if he wants to be a father, again, I always wanted to be a father. I remember one Thanksgiving, I sat down next to someone. It was a family, extended family Thanksgiving. So I was at someone else's family and I was invited as a guest here in LA. Sat down next to a woman who was telling me, she was like 24 or something, I was 24, and she said that she was gonna, get married in the next year, and have kids the following year. Like That was the agenda. And as a guy who always wanted to be a dad, I was, I was like chilled to the bone, because it mm. made it clear that it didn't matter who the guy was.
1: Right, right. and that's not what I'm looking for either. I'm I not know. looking for like, oh, let's just procreate.
0: <laughs> that's that's <laughs> my all. point. So yeah. perception and reality, I understand what you want. You really want to be a biological mother. It is the most beautiful thing, the most noble calling, God bless women and their ability to raise children and bear children and the best way to get what you want, Taylor, um, is to put aside your own agenda. And that's hard for anybody to Mm -hmm. to say the the thing that's driving me the most, this, this spiritual urge, this biological urge, this meaning of life urge. I need to kind of put it aside if I'm going to do well with men on a first date and a second date and a third date. Like that Mm -hmm. thing can't be your driving force because it's going to leak out. Men are going to be like, oh, pushing too hard, too needy, too intense. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're not wrong for feeling what you're feeling. Right. But it's no more than you go into a job interview and you're like, please, please, please hire me. I haven't worked in six months. I'll do anything right? That's not the energy you want to put out there. The energy is like, hey, a lot of people want to hire me. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm fielding job offers left and right. Are you going to be the lucky one? It's a, it's a mindset shift. So you might feel a little scared, a little intense, weak, desperate, needy, you name your term. But ultimately, you can't let that show. You have to be present and to show up and be the best date you can be. That will give you the greatest chance of getting another date and getting a boyfriend who likes you for you, mm-hmm. right? And you will discover sometime within that first month that, in fact, he wants to get married and wants to have kids. And if he's dating you, he's considering having kids with you.
1: Yeah. Well, so it's,
0: it, it's, it, if, he, if he wants to get married and have kids and you're the person he's dating, he's contemplating it with you. So there's no we need to talk moment.
1: More of an observation you're saying? It's the way
0: we get to know most people. Most people don't declare things to us. We don't interrogate most people. I don't think I ever had to sat, sit down with my wife and ask her what she's thinking. She just talks a lot and eventually I pick things up.
1: Yes, I don't think I was thinking of interrogating him, but more talking about, like you just said, put aside that desire. I, I don't know put, if I a, want put, like, put to suppress Put aside the it? agenda.
0: I the agenda. So. Okay. Again, the easiest way I could do it is and again, these are different, these are different motives, but it's a similar, mm-hmm. it's a similar, similar functionality. The guy who wants to get laid on the first date, right? Now we could say 75% of guys would like to get laid on the first date. Not everybody tries, but let's just say that if they could, and there are no ramifications, they do it. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you who's not going to succeed. Hey, Taylor, what's the craziest thing you've ever done in bed? Here's another gin and tonic. I've only known you for 10
1: minutes.
0: (laughs) When's the last time you had sex? You ever have a threesome? Got his arm around you, it's 10 minutes in. It's not gonna work. (laughs) Well, the reason it's not working is because he's putting his agenda front and center. It's Mm -hmm. not about you. He's a hunter, you're the prey. It's about what he wants. You're an object. When when you put, I'm looking for the father of my children front and center, he ceases to matter. It's an energy to find out if he's going to be a father, mm-hmm. right? And so it's not that your needs and desires don't matter. They absolutely matter. But you can't go into a date with an agenda of sussing out whether a guy is father material. You have to go into a date with the agenda of not having an agenda. It's like sitting next to a guy on an airplane. You're just sitting there talking to a stranger. Let's make the best of these two hours. That's the first date agenda, not... Are you, are you my baby daddy? Are you my baby daddy? Are you my baby daddy? <laughs> right? Like mm-hmm. it's just way too much on you and on them and it oh, doesn't and work. Please,
1: I'm not saying I want a baby, baby daddy. I'm saying I would be a willing fu- to have the, a be single fu- mom before getting married. And table. now we
0: get back to our most important question, mm-hmm. which is the order to put things in. Cause well,
1: cause I know it, the ideal order. I'm not saying it's ideal. I'm just hold saying. out
0: for the ideal order. Hmm. Hold out for the ideal order. Go with plan A before you cut to plan C. Because okay. not- plan, plan C, right? You'll, I, again, I could go pick up the book off my bookshelf, Lori Gottlieb's Him." She, 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 did, she did that, I'm 38, I don't want to wait anymore. And then she was sitting in the park with her three-year-old son, looking around at all the families and saying, huh, this wasn't, this wasn't the dream to be mm-hmm. a single mom, it's hard. And now she's, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's a 50 year old single mom, right? Okay. Um, she's got a 12 year old, nobody, and that's the point is everybody could justify their decision. So you could say, oh man, well, I could have gotten impregnated by that guy who would, I would have been divorced from by now, I could have been impregnated by him when I was 27, mm-hmm. right? And at least I have my kids. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. a way of looking at it. Nobody will throw their kids back in the ocean So nobody regrets having their kids. The question is, did you get what you really wanted, which is the whole thing, which is the family. And I think a lot of people start to punt on the family thing, right? Instead of saying, there are no shortage of men out there who want to be husbands and fathers. Just look around. There's 100 million married people in America. This is not like a a small fraction of men, right? You need to date a guy who has that intention. I've got two of my best friends here in LA who are 45 years old, really want to have kids. Like no bones about it. If anything, they're pulling the same thing that you are. They're interviewing women to see if they <laughs> want to be mothers. And the women are like, whoa.
1: Oh, I know. If they were coming toward me, I would probably have this, a similar reaction too. Cause and I don't it, want somebody to be like, oh, you know. And, and
0: that's sort of my point. <laughs> Right. That's sort of yeah. my point. So mm-hmm. I would highly encourage you to get off of, of gaetus, Right. Soon. Kind of, kind of ASAP.
1: Right. Well, I'm still recovering from my last boyfriend. I really loved him and he wasn't the right guy. And that's, so. Then you, you
0: did, you <laughs> did the right thing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully from what you can get from me, either the free stuff or the, the product stuff is the ability to, quickly figure out if a guy is boyfriend material in six weeks, right? And the courage and confidence to know that if he's not, next. So you're not wasting six months or one year or two years on guys, you're turning them over more quickly because because your time is precious. So it's not panic, it's just not right, not right, not right. Not sure, you keep on going, but not right. You don't waste your time. You don't try to jam the square peg into the round hole. And if you date with intention, if you just do the things that I talk about in Believe in Love and Finding the One Online and Love You and those, those, if you just do the things that that I've been preaching for 14 years, the next conversation we have is going to be when you're engaged and then you and he will figure out how you will have a family.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It'll be a, a joint decision instead of a solo decision.
1: Which is really what I want.
0: I know. But you have to go for that goal first, okay. right? Yeah. Like if, if you're going around the bases, this is not the sexual metaphor, but if you're going around the bases, first base is finding the boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. It's not having the kid. And you're, you're, mm-hmm. trying to get, you're trying to get to the end before you've gotten to first base. Just find a really great guy who wants to be a husband and a father and see where that goes. And together you'll tackle the challenge of uh, fertility in your late 30s. Mm-hmm. But, it's, it, but it's an achievable goal. You're not too old. You're 36, I will remind you. Yep. <laughs> you, can, you can do this. But please prioritize love, right? Mm. And let a family blossom from love.
1: Thank you for that very much. Okay. I really appreciate that. No, and, and it's great to know your story. I have another friend who got married at 40, had a baby, with her husband a year later so I,
0: I, I it's not friend, over yet. <laughs> I have a friend who married in his 40s and it took him 10 rounds of IVF to get their two kids yeah. right mm-hmm. I mean six figures to get it done not everybody's willing to go to those lengths not everybody has the means to go to those lengths so this is one of those things where the sooner you fall in love the sooner you have support to figure out the best way to do this whether it's natural donor surrogate ivf adoption there's lots of ways to have a family but it becomes a, a couple decision and that's i think that's what you really want
1: yes thank you so yeah. much so let's really make that happen it. okay right. thank <laughs> you, you posted my pleasure um
0: whew. that was long i like that i like going deep uh, i want to thank you for joining me here on the love you podcast my name is evan mark katz next week we are talking about highly sensitive people who get hurt easily. Uh, I find this fascinating and it's a highly subjective topic. I'm going to hope not to hurt anybody's feelings and I do hope you tune in. If you enjoy the Love You podcast, if you enjoy this live coaching and you want to be a future guest here, uh, just go to www.evanmarkkatz.com forward slash podcast guest to see upcoming topics and ask questions. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, leave me a good review on iTunes. I don't know why I don't get that many good reviews. I just like, I think you all take me for granted Uh, and follow me on Facebook and Twitter. Best of all, I give away the most free advice on www.evanmarkcats.com. Give me your name and email address and I will help you get the love that you deserve. I will see you next week on the Love You Podcast. Thanks a lot.